Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the end of the world classic, 1997 Fifth Element. Sure, yeah. I, I guess mean, like, as you were saying, end of the I, world, I, I was like, oh, I guess this is an end of the world movie. I didn't really... Yeah, we totally should have done this yeah. <laughs> around the end of 2020. For sure, for sure. All right, but um, and of course, uh, we always want everyone listening in, uh, to to follow along with us to have seen the movie. So take this as your uh, reason to go watch The Fifth Element. It's currently not streaming for free on anything I had. I had to pay for this one. Yeah, same Zeus. Um, so yeah, this movie's making money. Uh, even right up till today. So, uh, um, yeah, go go make this the reason to go watch it. Go find that. You can join us after you've seen it to come back and uh, listen to the conversation. We'll give you a few seconds to go do that. And you're back. All right. Greatest of all time. Now everyone's up to speed. And, of course, we don't like to talk about these movies by ourselves, Mandy. We need someone else to join in the fight because otherwise we just argue with each other. So we are very excited to have uh, a person on here who can, you're, you're basically here to just to take sides, Johnny. That's what you're, <laughs> you're here for. So we have uh, East Lansing area comedian, Mr. Johnny Mockney is with us, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, thanks I'm, for I'm, being here. I'm nice very happy applause. to be here. I've, I've listened to the show. I've, uh, uh-huh. I, I have the other um, Michigan movie podcast that has comedians on. Yep. yep. <laughs> and so, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very honored to finally join in. Perfect. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been trying to work things out. And and Johnny, you and I were just on a, a podcast together, which kind of started that ball uh, rolling. So yeah, very glad to have you on the show. And uh, you can see how uh, the other half lives. The one that doesn't. Uh, th- this is the podcast that doesn't work nearly as hard to have uh, factual information. Uh, <laughs> hey, or, fuck or... you. That's my job. <laughs> well, I'll, but he's I'll, not wrong. <laughs> I'll say this. I've. I mean, I. I, I was very intimidated. Intimidated coming because you do have a much better grasp of structure than I do. Oh well, you know what I said. It's because we uh, don't pay for uh, the Zoom meetings, uh, the long form <laughs> Zoom. So we are we are to cut it down to two forty minute chunks. So whatever we get into that, we're good to go. But if it takes longer, we're we're done. So it yeah. keeps us. Uh, it keeps us uh, moving in the right direction, I guess. And speaking of in the right direction. We always ask everyone who we have on the show, Johnny, how long had it been since you saw The Fifth Element before we made you watch it for the podcast? Um, I saw The Fifth Element one other time when I was, um, I think I would have been 13 years old. Okay. So around 2012, I watched it. I was I was watching a lot of Bruce Willis films. I was going through <laughs> a big Bruce Willis phase. So I saw everything from the classics to movies like Striking Distance and Mercury Rising. I watched all of them. Oh yeah. This I came along this one. The, la- the Last Boy Scout. <laughs> I, yes, I actually love The Last Boy Scout. I, that's that's what I've come back to. <laughs> so where does this uh, not not to get too granular, but in the realm of of Willis classics, does this one land somewhere toward the high end or the low end? <laughs> We've come into the realm of Willis. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> the realm I'm of Willis. I mean, it's interesting because this is a movie I don't even often think of as a Bruce Willis film. Like sure. when I when, when I'm asked to think of because it's really it's one of those things that's more about like it's more a Luc Besson film, I would almost say, that stars it's like calling this a Bruce Willis film is like calling Blade Runner a Harrison Ford film, I think. Sure. Yeah. Um but it's a I don't know more than that, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but in his in his you know the the realm of Willis, particularly if you take <laughs> into account all of his direct to red box movies of the last decade, I would mm-hmm. say this is definitely towards the top. Toward the yeah, top end, for perfect. Sure. Okay. Uh, and Mandy, how long had it been since you watched it before we uh, before we picked it for this nonsense? Huh? I think it's only been a couple of years. Like the last time it was streaming on Netflix, I, I watched it, and I might have even watched it more than once. Okay. Um, we watched this a lot. As, I mean, and we still to this day, like if I make chicken when I pull it out of the oven, I'm like chicken, good, chicken, good, yeah. Um, um, yeah, this was a huge one for me and my sister growing up, nice. or like you know in our teens, yeah, sure. for sure. So, I didn't think that Bruce Willis was good looking back then, but now that I'm old, I'm like, God, he's so hot. <laughs> Same, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How about you, Matt? Right. Uh, so for me, I, I clearly watched this movie a ton. I know. Except the thing with this is I, I watched this, I think, when we had cable when I was a child, um, because I don't recall the beginning of it's I always find that to be the case when I'm watching these movies that are older, when I'm like, wait, when do I start remembering this movie? It's because it's the type where you would just turn it on and it would already be playing and you'd kind of catch up with it as <laughs> it was playing. So the beginning of this, like the Indiana Jones sort of beginning part with the archaeologists and the, you know, and Luke the, Perry. Yeah. Were, you like, was, were you like, holy shit, did I rent the wrong movie? Right, right. <laughs> I, I, I love how the tagline you... shows and Luke Perry, like at, during the credit <laughs> roll. And I'm like, all right, yeah. I guess this is his Drew Barrymore moment from Scream. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's he's Janet Lee in Psycho, essentially. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just there for the poster, I think. That's the only reason they, they wrote in Mr. Perry on this one. So. Um, who played the role of Billy in case anyone it's, cares. <laughs> oh, it is, it, 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 you know, you're watching a real staple of the past when Luke Perry is there just for name recognition. Yeah, for right. sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, he's there for billing. Who can we get? Who can we get? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it had been uh, a while for me. And like I said, it just, it's one that I caught mid mid play a lot. Uh, we did have mm-hmm. it. It was one of the ones that was taped off of like Cinemax or something as a kid. Um, it was definitely a black cassette tape with handwritten uh, lettering on it. So uh, element yeah. was spelled wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> what's, what's the fifth amulet? I don't know. Um, it's the fifth amulet. This is a new. Right. It's a different. You know, it's, it's a food show. network. Yep. Yeah, which I wouldn't see. I, I could definitely see Bruce Willis showing up in that too. <laughs> he's not. He's not doing much. So he'll just show up in the fifth omelet. But all right. Um, yeah, so uh, it's been a while for me, but uh, it's it's fond memories. I do remember seeing this movie quite a bit. This is not like one that I would have seen in theaters for any reason. Uh, for me, this is not really a movie based on my other uh, picks for like favorite <laughs> movies and things. Probably shouldn't be up there for me. It's got a very it's it's very much a cross between like a a Henson sort of space <laughs> aliens type situation mixed with sci-fi and and some other things that i just generally stay away from i thought that when i was watching this i was like oh my gosh like matt chose this but did he really choose it (laughs) like (laughs) did he like this to be fair i feel like uh mila jovovich was probably a big push in the direction of me actually watching this this film um yeah just (laughs) thought she was super cute when i was a kid and still now Oh, for sure for sure. For yeah, sure. And, and her her character too helps because she's just so innocent. And, yeah. Um, this is our second Mila Jovovich um movie. She was in um uh Dazed and Confused. Very yeah. oh. small part in Dazed yeah, and yeah. Confused. <laughs> it was her yeah. Luke Perry moment back then. It was. 
But uh, okay, so uh, Johnny, when we talk to folks about these films from the past, we like to talk about things that like you kind of knew were going to happen, but surprised you again, or like, oh, I forgot this part happened, or I forgot this person was in here. Are there any standout moments or performances in this movie that you thought were worth mentioning? Um, well, I mean, altogether, I was surprised by how much I liked it because okay. I, I, I always, I, I, I liked it the first time I watched it, but I think it just really, it hit me in a different way this time. I'd say things that stood out to me is, um, it's just always jarring now when you watch an old Bruce Willis movie and he's so charismatic uh, and has like a real presence to him and you kind of remember what he used to be. And uh, also I think, I guess the two things that surprised me, uh, Millie Jovovich, I know she's kind of thought of as like the the MacGuffin of the movie. She's very good in the movie. I think she's yeah. very funny. Uh, and then also he kind of annoyed me before, but I thought Chris Tucker was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh. For sure. I like, I remember him like stealing this movie from like, like he was the reason I watched it. And yeah. it is, there is something sexy about him, even though he's just this crazy flamboyant, like <laughs> sort of asexual character. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes. But very not really sure how, how to take him, but yeah. I could take him. I would take him a lot all the way. Like I was like, when even when I was watching it this time, I'm like, I wish that he was doing more stuff. Cause he is, he was just so great. Sure. Sure. Uh, here's a clip of him as uh, Ruby Rod. <laughs> For the remaining hours. This audio is super muddy. Yeah. But it was from it's the movie. Right. Like it was just buried under noise. If you in the in the part where he's like sings all yeah. night long. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Willis, if you look, and I had to go back and watch, like if you look at Bruce Willis's face and he's like, oh night long. Bruce Willis is like almost laughing. Like he's trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> nice. Which I love. I love those little things. Like when I research this and I find out, and then I go back and watch and I'm like, oh yeah, totally. Like that is hilarious. <laughs> I loved the idea that he's gonna he just walks down a line of headshots with a paintbrush and mm. just brushes his, yeah. you know, signature on. It's great. I adore the fact that Chris Tucker is preserved for the third act of the movie. Yeah. Like he, it's like, as if you're like, oh man, this movie, you, you feel like you figured it out you know exactly where it's going. And they throw <laughs> in this wild card of a character who it plays a very important role up to the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sure. does start to sort of yeah. drag through that, that middle area there that you're just like, all right, we need something interesting yeah. and fun to happen. And here he comes <laughs> just yeah. Bust, yeah. busts into the room. <laughs> just a bunch of brown like ugly alien faces for like a really long time for sure and just, like and that's yeah. the thing too they, they talked about this like they didn't want it to be just some sort of dark you know like where there's not a lot of light not a lot of color sci-fi kind of like um oh the arnold schwarzenegger total recall like that yeah. mm. you know obviously they're on mars so everything's just kind of red but you get tired of that and this just is like you know so vibrant and it, it really is like eye-catching and all the people all the different like looks and the crazy hair and um the way that the stewardesses or flight attendants to be politically correct look and uh yeah it was just it was awesome there's all i love how they also have like little bits of lingo that aren't explained but it's just kind of it's future lingo like there's this they keep calling things green very green is, yeah means like cool <laughs> yeah for sure and, and maybe I, green is like special because they don't have anything green there because they're up in the sky because yeah. everything's dead <laughs> There's also, there's a moment where a guy goes, smoke you, which I guess yeah. is like, 
<laughs> it's like screw you i guess yeah, it was a way the, of keeping it pg-13 yeah that's the taped <laughs> off of tv version yeah for sure um <laughs> So, uh, Mandy, did you talk about your standout performance at all or any pieces of oh, parts well, that you were interesting? Um, I think that obviously, like we talked about like the main, like super good, like dramatic characters. Yeah. Um, but my, like the, the character that I probably like that I wanted to talk about just because it, it's so brief is the guy that tries to mug him when he has the hat that oh, yeah. it looks like the picture and he's like, give me the money. <laughs> like, he's he, he's he just so feels- weird. <laughs> you just feel like this guy is on so many drugs like he just needs <laughs> the money so bad and he doesn't know that the gun's not loaded and then he starts dancing for no reason like i thought yeah. he was awesome i thought i laughed my uh, ass off it looks like this guy he's a uh it looks he's like he's a french director I think. Yeah. the song yeah no the uh the mugger guy oh like, oh the guy oh yeah yeah he's yeah. a french director named Matthew kasovitz i guess uh, yeah i wasn't gonna try to pronounce it because i would it would have i've yeah. already said jovovich a couple of times in my head before i started this to make sure i didn't fuck it up so sure so yeah i mean it's weird that he was even in this movie if he's doing things like that but you know i guess you gotta start somewhere you know that's a that's a perfect scene and where it's placed too because it happens when they introduce bruce's character mm-hmm. right and this guy shows up and he's so weird he like he's not you know, he's, he's kind of smiling and he's like, oh, give me the cash. And, um, and it's a perfect moment because you're introducing Bruce and you get this feeling of this guy is representative of what the world is like now and where, what people kind of act like. And Bruce Willis kind of plays like a sort of an anachronistic character. You know, he's got this, like his blue collar East coast accent, and he kind of acts like a Bruce Willis character would in any other movie. Sure. So, so he's kind of like our eyes and ears in this world we don't understand a little bit. Yes, right, yeah. for sure. He very much a great reminds explanation. me that the mugger very much reminds me of the guy from Waterworld, the uh, the paper, <laughs> the guy who's like so yes. infatuated yeah. with paper and the idea yes. that you have some, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that guy. Um, but yeah, sure. He he gives us like a cookie cutter example of what we're expecting. It's cool because there's like it gives us the idea that there's these weird futuristic weapons and. And the idea that um, Corbin's going to stay cool under pressure and he doesn't really seem to mind this happening or it just happens all the time, mm-hmm. uh, which is fun. Um, what was I going to say about the, oh, I was going to play a clip. Here's where we meet uh, Corbin and he's talking to uh, his Mom? friend on. Oh, no, oh it, it finger. Was, yeah. Listen to this voice. It's, it's Vin Diesel. Oh, really? Oh. Yes, it's Vin Diesel. So. Major for Jim Cummins, that's his basic training. Let's talk on a cat. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You still prefer your cat to the real thing. Uh, at least the cat comes back. He's still pining for that two-time and slut. Forget about a man. There are a million women out there. I want a million women. I just want one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's the thing, too, is, like, he's very sensitive in this movie when it comes to her. Mm. Like, I don't know. There's just something about it. Because he has his normal, like you know, shooting and like mumbling, like, oh, you want to play it hard? We'll play it hard, you know? But then, you know, he looks at her and he's like, hi. And it's just very endearing to see that. And then when she smiles at him, oh my gosh. When she's just like, he, like, it's so kid-like and so adorable. I love it. You mentioned the last Boy Scout earlier, and this scene, uh-huh. he's talking to Vin Diesel on the phone, it's it, it, almost exactly like the beginning of the last Boy Scout when he wakes up and he's, wakes up. he's groggy <laughs> and he's reaching for cigarettes. And so you, it does, it's that feeling of like the hard boiled, like, oh, you know, he has a rough night every night and this is how he wakes up. Yeah. 
Well, um, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, as far as uh, standout performances uh, from my end, it's actually going to be standout in a negative sense. Oh, okay. Um, but Tom Lister, uh, the guy who plays the oh. president, just yes. some of some of the very worst acting I've seen recently in a, in a film of this quality. Like, clearly they put a lot of work into this movie. And the idea that they're just going to let him go out and it seems as if he just does one take and they're like, good enough for me. Like it's not going to get any better than that. Rips uh, to Tom. By yeah, the way. for sure. He like, actually, tiny, had, AKA tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny, he was tiny, tiny when Debo. he wrestled. Yeah. <laughs> tiny. Debo Debo was Friday. For sure. Um, um, yeah. That's, and that, that was actually, this is the first, I think the first person that has been in a movie that passed away from COVID like that we've oh. talked about. Sad. so yeah. yeah well i mean they say it, they there's it's still under investigation but in december he had breathing problems and oh, was no. like fatigued so i'm like oh that's cool I, I just i i am deeming that i'm the coroner in this case <laughs> yeah. and per, per mandy's uh, recommendation that's i assume this, i assume this episode is dedicated to his memory <laughs> for uh, sure despite, yeah. oh. despite the criticisms <laughs> well in this, actually, quite a few people in this movie. Um, Luke Perry died in 2019 mm-hmm. of um, a, a stroke, and then also last year, um, Ian Holm, who plays Cornelius, who is also you know Bilbo Baggins and all that good stuff, he died. So mm-hmm. he died of Parkinson's. So there's a lot of people that died in this for this movie can, for can such I a say, young cast. Can I say one thing about Tiny Lister as a sure. as a performer? He so he certainly. Um, uh, is not you know the most emotive actor in the world. Yeah. Um, something about his casting in this movie though, I really like because he's playing the president. Uh, I assume of the United States. They don't really say, but he he's he's nothing what you would picture a president to be. He's this hulking man with a very low voice and he's bald. And that, there's just something about that that just also makes the future environment very strange. And so I liked him more as a presence uh, than I did, I guess, as a you know, as a performer. Sure. sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just and also when he of, says, oh, go ahead, sorry. Well, I was just saying, since we're talking about him, I do have a clip of him. It's right right at the end of the film, but this is the one I decided to pull from him. Some woman claims to be Corbin's mother. Well, give it here. Mrs. Dallas, this is the president. On behalf of the Federation, I would like to thank oh, you. Oh, please, that doesn't even sound like him. The president's an idiot, and you don't sound like an idiot. Talk to your mother, just avoid me like usual, huh? I'll just throw myself in traffic. I'll just saran wrap myself in the bed and pretend I'm a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the speaking mo- then of the movie ends. things that could have made this movie better, we did not need all the stuff with the mom. Like, yeah. I just felt like that was way like it was unnecessary. Did, was the mom anybody? Like, was the mom somebody important at all? Like, Maybe. how uh, Vin shows up in the the other I don't, I didn't, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't see anything, but that doesn't mean anything. You know what's weird is I was, I was thinking of that phone call as the same, fo- like the orchestrated phone call from There's Something About Mary when he has his uh-huh. friend read the script and he's like, oh, you don't need to care about that dame at all or whatever. Like there, there's plenty of fishes in the sea. Like that was the same sort of conversation and even the same like scripted quality that that one was and it's funny because lee evans is in this movie as well yes uh, i was gonna mention him yeah blew my mind i was like wait a minute why is he here what's happening but and yeah. he has the same norm voice he's not <laughs> british in this movie i mean he doesn't have a, his british accent yeah. which is hilarious for sure. i'm looking right now to he see plays if... fog in this movie that <laughs> yep. was yes that's his name fog. i had the subtitles on so i caught that that, that was his name <laughs> for sure yeah we always do that too 
Um, I do want to get a little taste of uh, Vito here talking. So we haven't uh, since we haven't heard from him yet. So here is Ian Holm as Father Vito. Uh, what's his last name? Commander Chiwan have in their possession the only weapon yeah. to defeat evil. Four elements gathered around the fifth. Supreme He's being. amazing. Great. He did a great job in this movie. He adds gravitas. Together yes. they produce what the ancients called the light of creation, able to bring life to the farthest reaches of the universe. Perfect. Yeah. It's my 111th birthday. No, sorry. I just, <laughs> I can't get over him. Like, from the Lord of the Rings, like I, that's all I see always. Nice, for sure. Um, so the divine language that Lilu speaks, it became an it was an actual language that was written by Luke Besson. Um, it had 400 words in it. She like her and him became fluent by writing letters and like having conversations. Wait. And so when um she lands in the cab and she's talking to Bruce Willis for the first time, like he has never heard her speak the language. So like his um reaction was actually like his reaction because he had he didn't know what she was saying so i thought that was pretty cool um and also the diva he was listening to it for the first time when she was singing and Hmm. so his reaction to that was like wow this is you know her makeup and her you know the obviously the music was real a real reaction nice um i do have the a bit of the exchange with the uh when she fell into his taxi cab uh here Uh Um, this is probably the most absurd uh, dialogue in the movie, and it lasts for a full 20 seconds, which I think is ridiculous. Jella, boom. Boom, yeah. I understand boom. Bada boom. Big. Big. Yeah, big bada boom. Big. Bada big boom. Why, why are we still big. here? Yeah. Boom. So good. Big bada boom. Bada boom. Big bada. boom. Big bada boom. It, it seems that like multiple. It seems crazy. like multiple takes of the same exchange. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Especially listening to it disconnected from the the video <laughs> side of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just totally unnecessary. I was like, when does this end? Let's move on to something else. We get it. It's boom. Come on, off we go. But uh, we also so there's a lot of um, disbelief in this movie, which seems strange to me because like it's confirmed that the world is ending. You live in an area with like floating cars and aliens are common place and everyone's just like oh my god i can't believe this stuff is happening uh let's hear Vito here explain divine language the ancient language okay spoken throughout the universe before time was time he... he's a she you notice that huh yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle miracle she's not dead uh, we've not a moment to lose wake her up but, 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 but gently, because this woman is mankind's most precious possession. She, she, she is perfect. <laughs> we get a lot of that, too. A lot of description yeah. of uh, perfectness, I guess, in this, in this movie. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what they, she's the, the perfect being. She had, you know, 200,000 whatevers that we only have. Yeah. Modes? What did he say? I don't remember what he yeah. called them. Yeah. Like a hundred thousand um, combinations or some nonsense. Yeah. I mean, she can learn shit really fast. That would have come in handy in college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we get, um, of course, the 3D printed uh, lady. Uh, they they regrow her from a, an arm. Yeah. Uh, and somehow yes. she manages to retain knowledge and dyed hair color 
and and everything else so um that does end up being a wig halfway through the movie and i don't know obviously which scenes because i wondered if it was the beginning scenes Mm. because her real hair color is brown so they had to keep re-dyeing it and it was just basically like fried and and falling out so at some point they had to so (laughs) i'm so shallow because like I'm supposed to be watching for like really meaningful things or whatever. And I'm just like, Oh, I wonder if that's her wig. <laughs> She's like, like what you do, you know, everything you create is to destroy. I'm like, Oh, that could be not her real hair. <laughs> it's, it's funny because the, the orange hair is really pretty arbitrary. Like I can imagine somebody going like, yeah. Luke, can, it, can she just have her normal hair? And he's like, no, <laughs> it's orange in the script. You don't understand. <laughs> and it was like clearly dot. Like it just, it's that took yeah. me out of the idea when, when they grew her in that, uh container um the fact that she came out with the same like clearly dyed hair like the roots were different colors and i just yeah i, sh- I wasn't was- i wasn't sorry go ahead sorry no you go please oh, i want to hear just, what you have to say <laughs> I, I was just gonna say i was in high school theater so i know like 20 people who looked exactly like her yeah <laughs> for sure i I, when i was a kid it always like floored me that they just like wrap the bandages around her and then all of a sudden it's close it's like all like completely wrapped like sealed up (laughs) on the back yeah yeah Yeah, me too but probably for different reasons i was just i was sad that they put those on (laughs) watching it again actually one thing was i had remembered it as if that's how she was dressed the whole movie Mm -hmm. um and i think that's because she's prominently that way in like all the promotional stuff so i remember thinking like oh man like i i would hate to film the entire movie like but it's really just like the first act and then she gets other clothes yeah yeah that weird orange rubber like yeah right it's just weird when she sees it she's all excited she's like "Mm, thank you (laughs) and she's just eating chicken and living her best apparently like she like has it's cute because she has you know likes and dislikes it's just a very like the way that you think about like like being born and how we have our own personalities and she obviously does and yeah and she's engineered like is she even i mean she is human she has our same dna structure but she has all this extra stuff like is she gonna die like obviously they're fucking at the end of the like can she have kids like who knows like what will her kids be like it's really set up for the sixth element we never got we never got that movie (laughs) well this is actually um they were supposed it was supposed to be a trilogy and then they shoved all three movies into one movie so yeah which nice could have you know i think it would have been good as three johnny uh we also tend to ask people so like we made you watch this movie right like this was not your idea but if we were to have given you the reins on this and said you tell us the movie that you would say shaped your childhood. And now that doesn't mean your favorite movie as a child, but like the movie that's very prevalent in your childhood, the movie that you came home from school and popped in the VCR, whatever it is, whatever your version of the movie that shaped your childhood, what would that be? Uh, Jaws, undoubtedly. Okay. Yeah. Really? You're yeah, so, so young though. That's, a, that <laughs> is strange. So speak on that then. Is it, is it, yeah, the, please. is it the way the film was made? Is it the, uh, you know like what what about that movie sticks out in your in your childhood well i i mean i was a video store kid so i went to blockbuster family video uh and um and so that was just one of the movies i mean jaws is one of the best covers of all time and i think that was something that drew me in i I watched a lot of bad movies because bad movies always have the best covers and jaws was one of the movies that had a cover (laughs) worthy of the movie and um, I think I just kept coming back to it. I, I was really interested in like the water. I thought like the water was, I, 
I was scared by it, but also intrigued by it. I had this kind of, and I was scared by the things that I was intrigued by the things that scared me and vice versa. And so there was that. And then I also just thought Jaws was, it was like a comfort watch because I liked the characters. I really liked Mm. coming back to Amity uh, and, and seeing Chief Brody and Richard Dreyfus and, you know, Quint. And like, I just remember, yeah. I, and then I watched the sequels. And I think at that time I convinced myself they were all equally good. I couldn't okay. really tell quality at the time. I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't understand what a director was. I didn't realize that Steven Spielberg was a good right. director. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it, it was, I, I was just really attracted to like monster movies, I think at the time. Okay. I liked monsters. So I liked that. I liked Godzilla, Jurassic Park, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so yeah nice very cool yeah uh so you strike <laughs> me as the type that will consume all of the films in like a director's catalog is that how you uh, more or less yeah okay. if i like the director yeah <laughs> okay for sure then that, that is a very specific type of movie lover uh <laughs> one that will consume all things down to like the most again the most granular level of like i need to know what the you know this guy did some shorts in college so i gotta find those and watch <laughs> them and whatever too so Right. Uh, for for me and what it seems like for Mandy as well, it's very much a, more of a laid back sort of like, I don't know why this stuck out in my brain as something worth watching other than the fact that it was on Cinemax. We had a VHS right. tape of it and it just was a thing that we did in the house when there was nothing else going on, which sure. is sad to me that that is probably not the case anymore. Like that stuff's going to stop happening because everything's yeah. being watched by appointment now. Yeah. Uh, like there is no like I just happened to be scrolling past TBS and stopped on this movie and it became like my favorite movie, you know? Yeah. Right. Which well, Yeah, that's for sure. And it's very difficult, I think, to have a favorite movie now because mm-hmm. a, a million movies are at our fingertips. Like really, mm-hmm. a lot of us were indoctrinated into having our favorite movie. <laughs> like, yeah, we were conditioned into like purely by Stockholm syndrome. Something might have become our favorite movie. Right. <laughs> I mean, sure. you're so true with limited options yeah something's got (laughs) to be the the best that's the thing too like i have a hard time like keeping up with modern like or with new contemporary music unless it's on tiktok or something Mm -hmm. because i always choose the music that i like and i'm like hey alexa play this you know and so i at least with the radio like if something but then again that has like the censorship of only a certain amount of people can get into it which is nice that this like there's an opening for all this talent that can be on (laughs) So it's kind of like that with movies too, especially with Netflix and having like all this stuff at your fingertips. But again, it's like the cover. Like if you read this one paragraph and you're like, or if Netflix is like, oh, this is only 78%, probably something you would like. I'm like, I trust you, Netflix. I watch the shit out of you. You probably know, you know, like yeah. we probably miss out on a lot. So who is going to see Critters 3? You yeah. know, what, what, what cause do we have if it's not pulling it off of the shelf and... <laughs> And seeing the cover, it, it, those movies just won't be seen anymore. You know, yeah, so true. That is true. I forgot about Critters. I and love those movies. I I have said before that it, it's weird to me that that almost I would assume every movie is somebody's favorite movie, whether yeah. it's yeah. whether it's the director who made it or whether it's somebody who watched <laughs> it. Some every movie has to be someone's like favorite project, and that seems less and less likely the more we go to this model of. Of yeah, again, like who who would watch Critters three unless it was on right. a shelf at the video store and it was the only movie you hadn't rented yet this month right. or whatever, you know. And now the issue is that with everything at our fingertips, not just for the Critters three of the world, but even I guess now since COVID, 
all of the new releases go mm. straight to, you know, yes. rental. And it's really hard for me to get the gumption to watch a new release when it's competing with every movie that's ever been made. Yeah. So, you know, somebody could tell me like, oh, have you, they could say, hey, have you watched, um, I don't know, uh, Honest Thief with Liam Neeson? And I was like, no, there's some Orson Welles films I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they so, just opened yeah. the vault in uh yeah, in Amazon Prime, so I'm, I'm right. digging into some yeah. Isn't it funny how like us uh, like it has become stressful to start a new show? Like you're just like I can't right now. I have too many other shows that I'm committed to. Like <laughs> yeah. somebody, you know, like that is like our biggest our biggest thing right now is, "Hey, you really need to watch this." Well, I'll put it on my list, but I just I have so many other things to watch. Like it used to be like I I have all these projects. No. I can't. We, no, you know, I'm I only halfway have... through. I'm halfway through season six of Scrubs right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, pl- I'm planning on. Se- I'm planning on starting uh, Game of Thrones the day that I qualify for Medicare. That's nice. My, that's my goal. <laughs> so you've held out up to this point, then? Is that- I, I had. Well, I was like, I've made it this far. I might as well wait until sure. I can put aside a year. <laughs> yeah. It like took, innocence. Sorry, go ahead. It took COVID to get me there. I finally watched Game of Thrones uh during this lockdown. I watched <laughs> Sopranos and uh Game of Thrones just because I assume those are things that people would think that I should have watched by now. Right. So. <laughs> but, and if well, I'm gonna take I, a hard line against Star Wars, I'm just not yeah. gonna watch Star Wars. I figured I've gotta bend on some of these other things that people <laughs> expect me to see. So <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I think for me, I have to have something good happen. So I always ask when somebody says, you know, oh, you need to watch this. I'm like, okay, well, how many episodes in until something like that really uplifting happens? And they're like, never. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and, and and the person that you hate dying doesn't count. Right, <laughs> like, <right>. You know. <laughs> so Johnny, if you say, so Jaws was the movie that shaped your childhood. Does that hold true today? Would that, like, if you had to recommend a movie to someone to watch today, Ooh, that's a good what, question. what would it be? I mean, I do love Jaws. It's still up there, I think. But uh, my, I don't know. My favorite movie, I think, since maybe the last five years or something, might be The Thing by John Carpenter. Okay. Um, it kind of follows in that tradition of like me loving monster movies. Sure. But uh-huh. I think, I, I, I think it's a very cleverly made movie. It kind of, you know, I have this uh, just this love for like Kurt Russell and a lot of the, like the other <laughs> people too. in the movie. Uh, right. I love movies that take place in the snow, just aesthetically. And um, uh, from a practical effects perspective, it's kind mm-hmm. of a, a time capsule of a type of movie that doesn't exist anymore. Sure. And um, it's also just, as I've gotten older, I've appreciated grosser things more, I think. Like, yeah. I just, I'm I'm more intrigued by, like, gross, strange things. And I think that's part of why I like The Fifth Element more this time. I was more mm-hmm. into, like, the the um, the Mandalores or and all of these weird mm-hmm effects and stuff like that 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 gets me now more than it did before nice do you think that the effects of this movie were good like did you find them like did you find that it kind of took you out of it at all like because it's so (laughs) cheesy or how did you feel i I mean they're certainly cheesy but i think that's what i liked about it i i they're not i mean they're not the worst thing i've ever seen i've seen some really bad stuff (laughs) um you know they're they're corny, but I thought for the type of the milieu, you know, the type of world they were going for, I, I bought it. I was like, fine. You know, <laughs> I'm just glad they leaned into it. Like I'm, yes, I'm glad they didn't put that weird uh, Flintstones vacuum cleaner on uh, Zerg's desk or whatever, and just didn't do anything else that was similar to this little weird right. elephant creature. Um, but even those giant lumbering, like 
metal yes. dudes. Sorry. That was that great. Exa- <laughs> I loved <I'm> those. <laughs> I can't get over the van. Like that's what he seems like to me now. Like Franklin Stone's gonna pick him up and just like suck the stuff off his desk. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yes, the metal, the metal guys. I can't remember what they're called. It starts with M. Now, if this if if this movie was trying to be brooding, that would be ridiculous. Yes, but it's not. So I'm very happy with. And I was glad that they kick it off that way too. They you get right into this sort of like what the fuck are these creatures Mm -hmm. and why. And the idea that he was just kind of slowly lumbering toward the door was great. Okay, I have to stop, though. We are about to get to the end of our first portion, and that has a theme song that needs to be played. There's a game here at the end. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right, it is time for us to play Chop This Synopsis. That means from you, Johnny, we need a 10-word or less synopsis of the fifth element. You'll have the break to figure it out, so don't panic about it right now. Um, But when we come back, we'll need some sort of blurb that goes on Netflix or maybe the back of the DVD case to rope people in. But we're talking 10 words or less. So make it real simple, real easy. And we will get that from you when we come back. And we will be right back after these messages. Jamie, I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental podcast. So can you keep them quiet? during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental podcast. I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Chop this, chop this synopsis. And we're back. All right. It is now time for the rousing conclusion of Chop This Synopsis. So, Johnny, if you could please regale us with your 10-word or less synopsis of the fifth element, please take it away. Of course, this might be cheating because it's not like totally a complete sentence, but I wrote (laughs) cab driver reluctantly joins cosmic adventure to save the world. Perfect. Oh, that is awesome. I would watch that movie. Yeah, I would. (laughs) I would look at that and think I'm I'm down for it. I'm here for this, but (laughs) perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We don't need nearly uh, as much of the uh, convoluted nonsense that comes up when you actually look for the synopsis of the film. It's just, (laughs) you know, paragraphs and paragraphs and no one needs that. Uh, they describe a, a great evil destroying the world. Uh, they even bring up Ruby Rod in the synopsis. So, oh. you know, spoiler I mean, alert! Yeah, right. Got to bring people in on, <laughs> on on merit alone, just from Chris Tucker. But okay, uh, so very good. Um, and then uh, Mandy, uh, do you want to go straight into uh, some games, or do we want to talk? We, um, we just discussed. We, can. we during- talked. Yeah, we talked on the uh, just before we started. Johnny was like, we haven't talked about Gary Oldman, and I would like to, just for sure. briefly if we can, because I love Sirius Black. He's my favorite Harry Potter character. So. <laughs> All right, let me <laughs> see be, if I've got... How do you think that he did in this movie? Because um, I know that he particularly wasn't a fan of this movie. He agreed to do it without even reading the script, because <laughs> um, Luke Bass, man, or Bessman, um, he made a, a movie for him or financed a movie for him a while back. And he so, was in Leon the Professional, I think. Is that... I don't think it was the professional. It was something I had never heard of. Okay, because he he was in the professional. He's yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess so. He it was like a favor, I suppose. Yes, and he, oh, he okay. called it singing for his dinner. Nice. <laughs> like so, he said he he can't watch it. He doesn't like it. But all the other stars like Bruce Willis and 
Mila Jovovich and Chris Tucker all said that they had a really good time. So that's crazy. I, I, mean, I thought he was great in this movie. Like it seems weird to think that he didn't think he did a great job. I guess, but I don't know. Well, I mean, it is kind of below him the character that he's playing, <laughs> and, and the writing is below him. You know, he was freaking Dracula. <laughs> you know, like, right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Gary Oldman, it's interesting because I think now we consider him like today's Olivier or something, you know, he's quite a, but, but like it, there was a period of time in the nineties, he was the villain in a lot of action movies. Like he's an air force one, uh, Leon, yes. the professional, as we mentioned, like he, mm. this was kind of like what he was doing for a while. Yeah, yeah. And, for sure. And he, he's great. He brings a certain thing to it that I think some, nobody wouldn't be able to. And sure. he's, and he's Jim Gordon. <laughs> I mean, he's you know the yeah. batman what's his face the chief he's not the chief chief gordon yeah he's the chief yeah he's he's yeah, yeah um commissioner gordon yeah commissioner. There you go. i can't yeah, think the of the word i'm like what do they call it it's not the chief <laughs> all right let's uh let's get gary oldman talking about the zf1 uh the gun that, that his company has uh created voila the zf1 Slide. Handles adjustable for easy carrying. Good for riders and lefties. Strikes down on four parts. Undetectable by x-ray. Ideal for quick, discreet interventions. A word on firepower. Titanium recharger. 3,000 round clip with bursts of 3 to 300. With the replay button, another Zorg invention, it's even easier. One shot. And replay sends every following shot to the same location. Loved it. All right, we got it. <laughs> I would like to be there for the conversation when Luke Bessonen was like, so your character's name is going to be Zorg, no last name. <laughs> like, this is what you're going to play. No, he had... Uh, it's it like Jean-Baptiste. Jean yep, Jean-Baptiste oh. <laughs> Emmanuel Zorg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and, he, gotcha. and he has, and he talks with like a, you know, a Southern debutante accent mm -hmm. a little bit, which is great. Um, He's probably like, I need to make this more challenging. What can I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, and and he, he really like, I mean, he rolls these you know these very fast monologues off his tongue like it's nobody's mm. business like it, yeah when he when he knocks the thing off the desk do you have that clip by any chance i, Matt, I or don't know no. okay yeah. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you <laughs> no well and funny enough like i actually think it is a kind of a well-written movie for what it is there's there's uh he yeah. has this great little monologue after that scene that you just played about you know the about honor and how like doing things for honor just leads to more people dying and how it's you know he basically he's, he's belittling honor and he's belittling the the mangalores uh and their obsession with honor and then at the end of the movie when he's in that um uh, when he's in the ship and he 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 stops the ticking time bomb, and then one of the Mangalores, like who's dying on the ground, he he starts the time bomb again and he goes for the honor, and then yeah. that's what blows him up. And it's like he foreshadowed his own death in, in a way. Yeah, by saying that. for sure. For sure, I didn't even think about it that way. And this movie obviously needed the foil. It needs this villain portion here. And and again, Gary Oldman spot on as far as i'm concerned this is mm -hmm. the he's the villain that we needed for this movie well so. why i mean the cause that he's fighting that like the fact that he's getting the stones for someone that is literally going to like destroy all life like <laughs> i don't see the point in that because i'm pretty sure that you're considered life like they want to kill all life i don't <laughs> i don't know well, and i i had a hard time I was when I was watching it this time I wondered you know like is it all life like in the whole universe is it just life on earth it seemed like you, it was or do you get to be everywhere. selective 
Like, do you get yeah. to pick who's gone, I guess? I oh, I have so many people I would choose to be gone. <laughs> he's, he's a little emblematic of like a certain type of famous millionaire that existed in the 80s and 90s, not naming any <laughs> names, but he, he, you know, his name is on the company. It's implied he owns the cab company because when Bruce Willis receives the yes uh, the telegram, it's on. The, so he's kind of, he owns like, he's a big monopoly guy. And then, but then there's the moment where he's being threatened on the phone and it's this wonderful moment where his hair dye starts dripping down his forehead because he's sweating and so he's this kind of like barely put together guy with this guise of being like this kind of big hot shot heavyweight yeah so so that scene that you're talking about with the the dripping down the forehead uh-huh. i i was under the impression that that was like his brain leaking or something because the well, same it does thing ha- happens yeah to um one of the generals or the the guy in the very first scene when they go to blow up the big fireball. Is it Brian James? Was that him back Brian then? Brian James. Too? The great Brian James. Yeah. yeah. Um, same thing happens. They got the, like, and it, which it presumably comes from no open wound anywhere. It's just blood dripping down their face, which I, I don't know. I thought, yeah. I think it's because they were speaking directly to whatever that mass Bull? of, oh, of okay. uh, planet was or whatever the hell that was. It was coming to consume them. That well, it I don't somehow... think it's blood. It looks like oil. Yeah, I yeah. I, that's why I thought it was hair dye because it just yeah. But no, that it, it does it, happen to the both of them too. So for some yeah. reason, it cause it happens. To I mean, both. he reminds me of Rudy Giuliani. My thinking was my thinking was too evil. logical. Yeah. I was being too logical. About it. All right, uh, um, let's yeah, get a we clip can play here. Some game. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's just do a clip real quick because uh, we haven't really had heard too much from Lilu other than Bada Boom, uh, which. We're not <laughs> We're not going to hear much out of this one either, except her trying to say her name. So, and uh, what is your name? You, Corbin. Corbin. Yep. Good. Good. I like it. Good. That whole thing's your name, huh? <laughs> Do you have a, a shorter name? Not yeah, 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 that was it. Sealed the deal. He's in and love with this Lulu. too. I would like to point out the score. Like yeah. they do a really good job of. For one thing, the music is super fun. Like during the fight scene, obviously when the diva is is doing her stuff and she's like kicking the asses of all the. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're. Oh, okay, you heard the the real life lady who sang that with the orchestra. There's like a. a some Asian, I was going to say Japanese, but I'm certain that's wrong. I don't know. Uh, but but there's an Asian woman and you can find it on YouTube. I almost pulled the clip of her actually singing this song um, to compare the two with. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it is incredible that she's even able to pull this off. But let me play just a smidge of this here. Please, well. I love it. I just jumped straight to the fast part. Yeah, nice, nice. And we get we get the nice zippy zappy uh, fighting scene going on. I mean that's yeah, that's one of like many moments of like really great parallel action and yep. cross cutting yes. that happen in the movie. It's just so upbeat for a yes. sci-fi movie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's like this moment. Uh, there's a really great moment when uh, when Chris Tucker's uh, going down on a lady, and it's <laughs> intercut with some action happening in like a takeoff, and it's yes. and it's like as she's making l- louder sounds of coitus, it's like cutting to like the job <laughs> that's happening, and then um, uh, 
also moments like when Gary Oldman opens the box and before he like looks into it, it cuts to like, it's cutting between him and Lilu telling Ian Holm that there's nothing in the box. Yeah. So it, little moments like that, I think are like really cool. And that's very clever editing to kind of keep you on your toes. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And also too, one of the things that was quotable is when I saw, I did see this in the theater and like, we would always be like, bzz, bzz, yeah. like bzz. get away from me. Bzz. Yeah. <laughs> But he's like, uh, this... I, I don't have any fire. I don't have any fire. <laughs> like, I, he's just so good. What was this thing with all these numbers? <laughs> oh, this is another. It's, it's, no one can talk. No, 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 no. If it was a bomb, the alarms will go off because all these hotels have bomb detectors, right? Love it. <laughs> oh, so awesome. Yeah. The way he goes like, Coven, 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 Coven. Corbin's name so fast. It's, yeah. it, it just sounds like he's saying Kobe over and over. And he goes, my man. Well, he says my yeah. man, but so yeah. fast. My man, my, my man. Sorry, my man. Yeah. And when he's like, don't move and he shoots him like in that hole in the floor and he falls. Oh, dude. Like, ah! When he shoots that guy, because he just turns and says, he's like Ruby, and he just pulls the trigger on that guy. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> you think it'd be okay? <laughs> some of some of the antics in that third act where it's kind of mixing action with slapstick, was it felt like Jackie Chan-esque to yep, me sure. a little uh -huh. bit. That was really cool. Oh, hence uh, Rush Hour, why they, they were together. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, something's happening. Yeah, I think we'd be in attack. I don't know who they are, but they're everywhere. Wait a minute. I see one of them. They're warriors. And they're ugly. They got big teeth and they got big foreheads. <laughs> Bangalore. The government sent me to help you. Just stay calm. Can somebody hear this? It's coming at me. I'm in the first row. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I definitely feel like people that watch this movie a lot that are going to listen to this are going to be like, oh my God, I have to watch this now just by theory. Yeah, just the, the Chris Tucker part. I love that we get the, the live action sort of uh, voiceover stuff. Like he's describing what's happening to his listeners, followers, whatever. Um, but it we are also getting that from him too. Like he's our correspondent on the ground for the audience watching too. Like what's happening? Who are we like, who are we worried about now? And yeah, I love oh, it. I wish he was the correspondent on the ground for everything. For everything. Like, all yeah. The elections. Like that would have been so much better. This, this, this movie, uh, I think it anticipated podcasting because that's yeah. essentially, <laughs> it's what he is. Yeah, he's, right? live, he's live streaming everything. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's the Twitch of, uh, of the fifth element for sure. Yeah. We're going to be sex symbols, man. <laughs> yeah. um, I do like the, uh, the other quotable part is when Lilu, it just keeps repeating multi-pass. Uh, yes. And, yes. Um, and so I, I so did my funny. best. <laughs> yeah. I did my best to pull what I thought would be quotable moments from this movie. And here is this one. Yeah. Multi-pass. Uh, multi you know, yeah, this multi yeah, Lilu Dallas, my wife, we're newlyweds. Just met. You know how it is, bumping to each other, sparks multi happen. Yeah, she knows it's a multi. <laughs> she knows. Yeah, anyway, we're in love. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's the best. Multi. -pass. She knows it's a multi. <laughs> All right, it's the best. All right, All right. you want to jump into some more, uh, some yeah, more games? Some game. Yeah, for right, sure. Here we, we go. Box office theme song. Box office theme song. All right, it's time to play the box office game. Mandy, take it away. All right, Johnny, how much do you think that the budget was for this movie? back in 1997 um oh boy um back in 1997 i am going to say 17 million okay okay, okay. matt 
Uh, I would assume this movie took a bit more uh, just from effects wise and costuming mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I'm going to give this one solidly up into like the, the upper 20s. So I'll say like 26, 27, something like that. Okay, so before I tell you, at the time, it was the most expensive movie okay. ever produced. So like 70, 80 then? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it was originally, the budget was $80 million, Oh my ooh. goodness. But the total budget ended up being $93 million. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm broke. I have no concept of money. <laughs> no, I get it. Uh, especially, especially back then. Once you get above a thousand, yeah. it could be anything to me. <laughs> yeah, like when somebody at, when like a bill collector calls and they're like, "We need, you know, six thousand dollars." Well, you might as well ask me for a million dollars because I don't have six thousand. So whatevs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now, Johnny, how much do you think that this? movie has made worldwide gross up until today roughly obviously this isn't like exact um uh let's say i would say maybe around 400 million okay Okay. matt i don't recall this movie being a flop i think there was talk of them trying to do another version of this but chris tucker would not i feel like it was chris tucker was trying to like not sign on to movies for a minute i know he got caught up in like friday and he was like i think it had something to do with religion i think it had something to do with like he became like a born-again christian or some nonsense but it's so funny that he would be the roadblock well i don't think the- he's the roadblock from this necessarily this uh, project although i do think it would have been a huge bummer had he not been in any kind of a sequel from it but i'm gonna say uh i don't i don't think it made a huge amount of money so i'm gonna say like 120. Well, it's kind of between the two of you. It's 264 million. Oh, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> Which in 1990, well, I guess we're gross, gross up until today, 97, that would have been a lot, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, if yeah. you're doubling your budget on a, you know, yeah, a very, very yeah. Oh, expensive more, yeah, movie. They, then, they more than tripled it. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. I don't know what I was thinking with that low guess because it, Bruce Willis alone demands the budget of one movie yeah, <laughs> most sure. of the time. Oh, <laughs> Well, that's okay. I mean, yeah. you don't, we, you didn't lose anything. And I, oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I do this every week. I do this every week and I was way off. So <laughs> I think that was just me projecting what I wanted, what I hoped this movie would have made. Like I, I, it bothers me when a movie like this makes like three, $400 million. And I'm just like, yeah, oh, I hate come on. that. I hate when it's a movie that I love and it just has like a total like shit box office i'm like oh what is wrong with people (laughs) yeah 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 but all right uh so that's that game and we want to keep on trucking along here let's do this one let's play guess the age all right time to play guess the age mandy take it away Mandy, mandy knows all of these numbers i have not looked any of this information up either so this is mandy's uh mandy's realm is to to do the games here it's like it's like the realm of Willis. Yes, it's right. the realm of Mandy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Johnny, how old do you think Bruce Willis was when he when this movie came out? Um, I am going to guess 36. Okay. Matt. I will say he is 39. He was 42. Oh, okay. wow. And right. he was a smoking hot 42. 42-year-old, <laughs> for sure. Yowza. How old do you think uh Johnny, how old do you think Gary Oldman was? um i'm going to guess i i would think i would say maybe a little younger i'd say 40. okay i mean it just seems like he's always an old man uh because of his last name i guess sorry i'll leave so stupid i'll I'll take off guys (laughs) 
<laughs> enjoy the rest of the show. Um, no, I, I would say, yeah, he does feel like he's maybe a little younger than, than Willis. So let's say, yeah, 30, whatever you said, 37, 38, something like that. I don't know. He was 39. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Which is funny because I always, I felt like he was seemed older to huh. me than Bruce Willis in this movie. But it must okay. have been that glass helmet he was wearing. Must have been. Yeah. Really showed um, the wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ian, oh, sorry. Oh, Ian Holm. How old do you think he was? He played Cornelius. Cornelius. Ian Holm. I would oh, say that guy. I would say 60. Okay. Ooh, uh, let's say 55. 65. Nice. Oh. All right. Yep. Johnny got that one. For sure. Um, okay. Mila Jovovich. <laughs> I, I practiced this by the way, because I, Johnny, you don't, I don't know if you know this, but I like destroy every name I ever say. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, that's okay. I, yeah, I don't know if you actually pronounce the J or not in her name. I've never gotten proper confirmation. Um, I would say, I think she's maybe 28. Okay. Let's go 25. She was only 22 and Bruce oh, Willis wow. is 42. Nice. So oh he gosh. was like totes getting some 20 year old younger strange hey, going on. I'm 22. That's <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh. he said he wanted the perfect woman. And of course, with that being said, if you're anything over 22, you're no longer uh, the perfect woman. Apparently. To be fair, oh, the well, character... <laughs> The character looks 22. She's she's thousands of years old, I believe. That's true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. See, that's the thing. Like, does she die? Does she stay that way forever? I mean, soon Corbin's <laughs> going to have some old balls and she's just going to be like, whatevs. All right. Um. Oh, and then just for fun, the she's last one. How, <laughs> how old do you think Luke Perry was? I was, gonna, I was hoping it was Luke Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but. Uh, I'd say like 22. <laughs> I'd right. probably say same ballpark. Uh, let's go 25. 31 he oh, was wow. old when he played dylan <laughs> nice yeah wow look at that yep. all right That's uh it. moving right along we've got another game to play and this one also has a theme song and it goes like this Ooh, that sound. coming in hot did you hear that sound Ooh, that sound the sound that just played you. Perfect. Jared Hibbs in his underwear making breakfast. That's, That's just right. what I picture. <laughs> uh, and just uh, to point out, anybody who's interested in any of these theme songs that we've been playing were all created by either previous guests or listeners to the to the program. Uh, and their okay. information will be listed in the show notes. So if you want to tell them how great of a job they did on their, <laughs> their theme songs, you can hit them up we that love way. love them. Uh, all right. So what this game is, it's called What's That Sound? And that's where I take a sound from the film and I play it out loud for you, Johnny. Uh, Mandy has also not heard this these sounds. So if you take a swing at it and miss, it's going to go to Mandy. She'll get a chance to grab it. And if she doesn't get it, then it goes out to the listening audience. So this time around, we only have two sounds. So here is the first sound. <laughs> Do you have any idea what that sound is? I think that's when Lilu is being constructed in the tank. That is correct. Yep, that is okay. the sound of Lilu being Whoop. built in the in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> so very good, very good. There's the first one down. Point for for Johnny, and now we've got sound number two. Oh, oh they. All right, 
I can play it again if you need it. I know it was a quick one and it was a lot going on. Could you do it one more time? Yep, for sure. So for this one, I don't need to know what is making that sound. I just want to know what's happening on screen. Right? Oh, okay. like, what is this scene that's happening? Because uh, honest, to be honest with you, I don't even know what's causing that sound. I just right. need to know what's happening on. I, I, on I suppose from the music and the general like hubbub happening, I would think maybe is is it the scene when Gary Oldman is choking? <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Oh, nice. So just just from context clues, yeah. That is uh, when he's choking and uh, pr- trying to just press every button on his desk. Uh, which is when Vito is telling him, like, you need. Oh, like, where's the machine? Yeah, you're all powerful. You have all these machines around you, but where's the machine to uh, to save your life? So, very Johnny, good. that is impressive. Two I'm for two. Very <laughs> impressed. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and yeah, again, that is normally we have three, but I just was not able to pull uh, from that one. And speaking of not able to pull from that one, this episode is going to be absent of our newest game. So, unfortunately, Johnny. Uh, you don't, you do not get to participate in uh, forwards backwards, um, huh. but if you listen to previous episodes, you can certainly play <laughs> play along there. But uh, I just ran out of time. I didn't pull the last game uh, from this one. But you know what? I don't think I don't think we need it. I think we're we're okay. With I thought it. you were gonna be a dick and use like Lilu's language. Yeah, her language backwards. <laughs> just as a, a reference point, I normally take. <laughs> a forward phrase from the movie and turn it backwards and play it for you and then give you several options as to what it could be right. um and then have you guess but you're you're you lucked out you don't have to suffer through this stupid stupid concept for a game <laughs> <laughs> all right so i mean that that's pretty much the end of the games portion um do we have anything else as far as fun facts that that we haven't covered no. yet mandy no. uh, i do have a couple of clips left over yeah. i think let's see if we have anything worth any parts, Johnny, that you can think of that we didn't talk about that you particularly liked or didn't like? Yeah. Did you have any notes on anything? Or actually, you know what? I only have one clip left and I'm just going to hang on to that one. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, for the end. So, yeah. Johnny, do you have anything that you, we did not discuss that you'd hoped we would? Um, I, I was going to, let's see. I think one bit that I liked was when, um, Ian Holm is sitting at the bar and he's like, she's just so human. You know what I mean? And it's like a robot bartender and he he shakes his head because he doesn't know what he means. I think that's a a great moment. I love that too. Uh, And then also, I think this is one of the earliest examples of a climax of a big budget blockbuster ending with a sky beam, which is now a staple of big budget movies we gotta have a sky beam uh, at the very end when they line up all of the um all of the stones and uh, uh lilu is in the middle she like throws her you know throws her head back and a sky beam comes out of her chest nice uh, that yeah. destroys the threat and i was like wow i think it comes from here yeah, <laughs> I get the, that. Origin, the origins mm-hmm. of the sky beam nice yeah. um i didn't play this clip too this is just basically the rough scenario that they are involved in in the very beginning of the movie it kind of describes why they're doing all of this so i'll just play this now when the three planets are in eclipse the black hole like a door is open evil comes spreading terror and chaos now this was the original uh this was the original priest which i do not know who he is yeah i don't don't know who he was he's looked familiar though yeah the guy who was working with luke perry (laughs) i do the indiana jones part I hate. Why did it have to be snakes? Supposed to occur. Well, if this is the fine, and this is the one. This is me explaining math to my kid. Right. 
Every 5,000 years. <laughs> Good. A plus. Yeah. Mark it down. Yeah. Every time I mean, this, this type of scene happens, I'm all like, okay, yeah, let, let's just get to the, you know, like, I don't need to know. I right. don't like, as long as there's some, you know, some, some dim, like inner logic to the movie, I'm fine. Yeah. Right. As long as the there's a quick story. exposition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I like, I, it's really convenient that evil make sure that they that everyone always knows when they're coming that's yeah, like every, really it's really scheduled yeah. you gotta make they sure they announce you their arrival <laughs> well you want to be you want people there to watch like you want to make right. sure people are aware of what's happening i'm Otherwise, so pissed you got me last time i'm coming back in exactly <laughs> five thousand years or whatever which uh makes me wonder what parts get cut out of the film uh like i was so we said this wasn't streaming anywhere but that's not technically true it's actually streaming on bravo if you go there and sign up for their uh, app service, they give you tokens. They give you three tokens to use when you first sign up to watch a movie for free. Uh, oh. And I attempted to use it to watch this movie and then realized there were ads in it. And it was also about 30 minutes shorter than the actual film. So clearly they what? took out a huge chunk of stuff. And I'm just wondering if it's things like that, the exposition, the over explaining stuff in the beginning that we're just like, come on, let's get on to that. Was it, did they take out the, maybe they took out the nips, like all the times know. they yeah. show her boobies. I'm not sure. Cause I didn't, I didn't suffer through it. I just said to hell with that and went and rented it. Uh, yeah, and then you suffered through the nip parts when, yeah, for sure. when you rented it. That's why I ran out of time. I didn't pull those other games because I had to watch those sessions <laughs> multiple times. I was like, "Is there a game I can make yeah. out of this?" Like, yeah, the part, the the ruby red part where he's going down on the lady. You were like, "Oh, pause." <laughs> yeah, I needed to see an androgynous Chris Tucker going going down on a flight attendant. <laughs> Like we haven't even talked about like the craziness like of that. Oh, just the costuming the is great. The, yeah. the cartoonish costuming in this movie is, is wonderful because it's consistent. Like it, because it, everybody is dealing with the same sort of weird ass uh, costume designer in whatever world they are, are now living in. Like that's. Yeah. Bruce, Bruce Willis is wearing like an orange uh, tank top type of uh -huh. thing. And then when he turns around, it's like, Oh, you can like see his back. That was very bizarre. Yeah, like it, it looked like a it looked like like a like some kind of bizarre like a, dress that you like would a backless dress award show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> My uh, daughter walked out. Oh no, that was um sorry, that was something different. And she walked out when The Rock was on TV, and she called it his back muscles back abs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Unrelated. Yeah. Sorry, I thought that she was going to be just, talking maybe about it's that stuff. there's less cloth available in this. Uh, in this world that they live in now it's you no know, there's it's lots just, of rubber like, yeah it's all rubber <laughs> and there's just very limited amounts of, of cloth just like how in Waterworld there was no paper i'd see it all comes back around <laughs> it all comes back around what all a right. double feature those <laughs> for <movies>. sure <laughs> yeah, I, there you go. I do want to thank you guys because i i've had this on blu-ray for quite some time now and i haven't gotten around and, to and it, had, so I've had an excuse to yeah nice yeah. i love being people's excuses to rewatch a movie or to dig one out that they got years ago and had yeah. no reason to watch so oh my gosh i don't yeah, even know how many times i've bought this movie <laughs> i think i've probably lost it like in many breakups in my 20s where it's just like i'm just leaving you keep my movies i don't give a shit i'll <laughs> rebuy the them no. <laughs> did you have All the right. betamax at one time and it's just progressed <laughs> the laser disc yeah, the laser. yeah. <laughs> we're here um all right. Uh, so basically the gauge on this stuff, Johnny, that we use uh, at the ends of these is to find out whether or not you would watch this movie again. So what's your what's your word there? Uh, certainly. Yes. OK, perfect. Nice. Mandy, would you watch this movie again? Oh, yeah. Uh, OK. What about you, Matt? 
Uh, not I, I, not on purpose. Like if it was on in the room, I would watch it. But I mean, I get it. I'm glad I did rewatch it again with a more critical eye. It did hold up for me. I thought it was going to be a rough watch, honestly, and it wasn't. I was pretty impressed by how entertaining and interesting this movie was for someone like me who's not necessarily interested in straight up like sci-fi movies. Did Lexi watch it with you? She did not. No. no Do you think she would like it? Probably just because there's a lot of color and a lot of action and, and just the singing parts and things like that. It really did rope in kind of all, Uh all of those ends to, to get kind of everyone involved in in what would be uh, a good viewing experience for like a, a family setting, I think. But yeah, I think she would probably enjoy it, but we'll find out later when she gets to pick uh, the movies. I, <laughs> I mean, if it's streaming again and yeah. you're just like, hey, do you want to watch this crazy ass film? <laughs> right, right, yep. Um, but yeah, so that's that's that for me. Uh, and then now we kind of roll into some plugs. So Johnny, if mm-hmm. you've got anything you want people to uh, be pointed toward, any social media stuff that you want people to look at, here's your chance. Take it away. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Johnny Mockney, J-O-H-N-N-Y-M-O-C-N-Y. And I have a podcast called We Are Movies. Uh, I basically interview people uh, about a, a movie that is important to them or, you know, maybe inspired them as an artist, uh, something like that. And um, it, it's, 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 <laughs> I, we don't quite have the structure uh, of this show. Uh, <laughs> and No, I, but you have a lot more deeper meaning behind what no, you're doing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's sure. a lot more why. It's just to make it's to make up for the it's to make up for the fact I don't have a soundboard. Uh, so, sure. <laughs> so, but no, I've I've really enjoyed this uh, um, a lot. I, I was very happy to be here, and I thank you guys for inviting Wonderful. me. Well, thank, yeah, thank you for you. being. This on. Has been I did awesome. want to point out. I just recently listened to your episode on Groundhog Day, which mm. was a m- meaningful movie for us in the sense that that was the very first movie that we ever did. So, oh. when we first started this, what now is almost three years ago. I think so uh, crazy, right? Which is unbelievable. Uh, we, the, the intentions for this podcast were to just be a joke and to just cover groundhog day with every single guest. <laughs> we would treat it as if we had never done the show. It was always going to be the very first episode and we were just going to review <laughs> groundhog day every time. Right. Uh, and I thought, well, we'll get through at least maybe 10, 12, 15 episodes or so before we run out of steam on this stupid idea. And then it will just <laughs> drift off into the ether and never to be heard from again. Uh, we got about five episodes deep uh, in reviewing Groundhog Day, which if you want to go back, anyone who's new to the show, dip back to those first four episodes and you'll get to hear us talk about Groundhog Day four times <laughs> to four different people. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting because you had had your... Uh, was it your English teacher? My high school uh, English teacher. Yeah, which yeah. she That's uses. Fun. She uses the film as part of her curriculum, right? Like yes, she, which to, was super interesting to me to teach uh, to, uh, Nietzsche's idea of eternal recurrence. Yeah, yeah, yep. Very, and we talked. Yeah. We talked briefly about. I mean, it really depends mm-hmm. on which direction the guests yeah. were going in. Um, <laughs> but some of them took the route of like. I would, you'd just murder people every day. Like it would just be like, you just, cause we had Stu McAllister on and he's like, when would the raping start? Was basically like his take on the film. <laughs> there is a quote. I don't know if I mentioned this in that podcast, but there's a quote from Harold Ramis saying we skipped all the parts where he starts killing and raping people. Yeah. Right. Cause absolutely I, that would happen. Right. And we, I mean, we, part of me, it would be like, is, is that what it's going to take to get me out of this freaking loophole? Because <laughs> Yeah, I'm willing to it. take the bullet for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, talk about, I don't know if you talked about it on your podcast, but it's t- it's supposed to be like 10,000 days, well, right, Matt? It, it really depends. It, there's a, a huge uh, 
difference in viewpoints as far as how long it would have taken for someone to master those skills mm. versus how long they reference like how long it would have taken him to read all those books right. technically. And just there's different uh, time <sighs> I, limits depending I love, on who you talk to. I love how this podcast started off as a joke and accidentally became sincere. I think that's yeah. a wonderful, yeah. <laughs> that's sure. a great origin story. Well, yeah, thanks. That's, that's <laughs> us. That's um, Matt and I. We start off as a joke and somehow we get sincere. I'm and still I would in, love in the joke phase. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I can talk to you guys further about it, but I mean, you're both welcome uh, on individually or whatever on awesome. uh, our movies. I don't know if you, uh, I know you cross over to other podcasts because we yeah. did one together, uh, yep. but yeah, so uh, sure. an open invitation. Awesome. Oh, Thank we you would so love much. it. Uh, Mandy, you. do you have anything to point people toward out in the world? Uh, nope. Get vaccinated. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Um, and for me, I have recently dipped into uh, not getting enough in te- uh, attention in real life anymore. Uh, so I've started playing video games on Twitch. So if you want to watch me play some video games on Twitch, you can find me there at twitch.tv slash mattopoly83. It's M-A-T-T-O-P-O-L-Y-8-3. Uh, for more information about the show, you can find us on Instagram at another episode podcast there where we post each week the poster for the movie we're about to do on the following Sunday or no on the following Wednesday. Previous, so go, yeah. Yeah. So go check it out every Sunday. We'll post a new poster <laughs> and Johnny, this one, you were going to take the the film, uh, the fifth element and we're going to replace you with the, uh, or Bruce Willis with your face. So, Oh, fantastic. I'm, I'm pretty That's, excited. You just, like a dream you come just true. my 13 year old dream. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we'll see how to figure out a way to make the jaws shark in there somehow. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah. And then otherwise, if you want to reach out to us to recommend movies for us or tell us what we did right or tell us what we did wrong, you can get to us via email at another episode podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise we have no real way to end this nonsense because we would just keep rambling if we didn't, but otherwise we'll use this opportunity to thank you, Johnny, for coming on the show. Thank you. Remind people to go listen to your podcast as well, but then also to close this out we just play a clip at the end because why why not so here is the final clip for this movie five nine blue eyes long legs great skin you know perfect all right that's it (laughs) thank you so much guys have a good night thank you bye bye